lawsuit for you. You have been shot. <laughs> Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. Chef Rob Burmeister, the culinary renegade right here. And to the left of me is the Italian scallion himself, Chef yeah, Clemente yeah, Deserta yeah. Jr. No, buddy. What's up, pal? I don't know. What is shaking here? We just had some we had some amazing pizza. One of the first yes, times you hear me say good stuff about mm-hmm. pizza. And a couple of months ago, I didn't like them, and they got their game back on track. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. Joe and Pat's. Joe and Pat's. So Real pepperoni. The top five. Real pepperoni. One of my, well, not one of the best pepperoni places I've had. Cupped up from the With heat the oil, and the oil, oil yeah. the pools of deliciousness in there. Yeah. Oh, God. Rob's dropping, dropping vapors, things to happen. And all the, I think Rob's got a contact buzzing something going on <laughs> yeah. somewhere down there. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, no, we're back. Stuff. We're eating pizza. I got some pickled turnips for you that I'll tell you a little story about. A little I, was, while. I was just said I will eat your pickle, but that didn't come out right. Yeah. I would eat anything, dude. Anything you pickle, I'm down for. You've made some amazing stuff. You pickle the most random, weird objects, weird things yeah. that come out spectacular and wind up blowing your mind. Like kielbasa, who would have thought? Or pepperoni. Mm. Ah, delicious. I want to do pig's feet. What if we could pickle a slice of pizza? Sure. It'll probably get too soggy though with yeah. the dough. What about pickled prosciutto? Yeah. Like shred it and almost make yeah. it like a slaw. Yeah. Ooh, I'll try to work on that. We may be onto something there, pal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, so what, this is what happened this week. I was actually, I don't know, it might have been Friday. I was on the phone with Lou, driving home from Jersey, and something weird. He asked this random question. He goes, did the owner of said restaurant, he named the restaurant, did he die in a hunting accident or something this, yesterday? I heard he got hit with a tree and he's dead. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I don't know. I don't even know if it's true. I'm like, what random, it was just a random question. Did this chef sure, die, this owner of it? <laughs> so, of course, I Google it, and I'm Googling it, couldn't find anything, so I go on SI Live figuring something's mentioned, and as I'm looking for it, Pam Silvestri puts up this story, pops right up, and it says, free turnips. I'm like, all right, so I read the thing, and as I'm driving, I'm in a light, and I'm reading it, and reading it to Lou. 
there was a food pantry for, you know, people that need food. Someone donated, like, thousands and thousands of pounds, like 50-pound bags of turnips and rutabagas, and no one wanted them. None of the people were taking them. So after three days, they had to get rid of them. And they, they said, you know, that they're still fresh, but no one wants them. So they put it out on the sidewalk on pallets. And Pam Silvestri said, whoever wants free turnips, go by Victory Boulevard, whatever. So what does is, what is this fat bastard do? How did I know? <laughs> as soon as the word, as soon as you said free turnips uh, and rutabagas, I knew that I had your name written all over it. I was just waiting, yeah. I was waiting for it. Now it's rainy. It's cold. I'm driving there, and I see them. The so funny part is that you picture getting out of the Jeep, the belly hanging out, not prepared for the rain at all, getting soaking wet. So I had sneaky like shorts turnips, and like a flipping t-shirt. flipping up like this and piling the turnips. Oh. I don't know if anybody can see that, but... First of all, I had to look around. You know, I didn't want anyone, like, they just the story of the advance. Now someone's going to be come by with a picture to see who picks it up. There's pallets Dude, out there. Dude, it was there. just posted like within seconds, and you were. And I was there. It was it was probably posted at like one o'clock, and I was there by like one forty. So, so now I see it. I pull around, and, and I'm sitting in my car, and I'm laughing so hard. So long. I'm like, Lou, you want some turnips? And he's like, Yeah. Here's a better question. Were you on the phone the whole time with Lula? You were doing it? Had the earbuds in, and I was like, you have to stay on the line with me. So, cause, and then I was like this, yeah, and I was talking out loud. I'm like, yeah, 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 I figured I'll make them for the church. And I'm like making up shit. He goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm just making up stuff, so it does look like I'm stealing. So, here I go. Loading I guess up my a truck. girly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So, so you're probably still on the phone with you too, and everything yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Bob, take them all, man. Take them all. Put them in the trunk, dude. Oh, Come on. They're fifty pound bags. So I start loading in. I'm taking. I took two. I took two hundred pounds of turnips. I could have loaded so much more. But here's the thing. What does one do with two hundred pounds? Hey, I'm almost done with them. I have some what for you. What do you do with two hundred pounds of turnips? All right. So my fifty pound bag of rutabagas, the big ones, covered in okay. wax. I cleaned those off. I skimmed them. Okay. And I was sitting there shredding them with by hand on a little box grater, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. So I I forgot I had a little food processor. I have the grater attachment. I grated 50 pounds of them, and right now I'm fermenting them for kraut. It's called uh, sauerrudin. Sauerrudin? Yeah, it's it's turnip sauerkraut, basically. Sauerrudin? So... You put that with your pickled kielbasa. Yeah. So what I did, you know, you just like did like a two-inch layer, salted it, two-inch layer, and it just sucked all the moisture out, and I have a plate on top of it. Cheese you should have made some uh, rudachi, like kimchi. Yeah, well, I still got tons more. But now, then I pickled a bunch of the turnips. I made lentil soup with turnips in it, and I sold it at the school today. <laughs> And I gave turnips to Mary's father, and my father wants some. I dropped some off my sisters. I got a bag. Now, I wonder you. if you like you know like it's like the crazy turnip and rutabaga guy now. Maybe you know, I, I don't know, but you know, this masked guy is going around Staten yeah. Island handing out free turnips and rutabaga. All I, I wanted was like guy. a big wooden cart and a bell, and just walk around. I want to keep going back and get more and selling turnips. But you know what it is. This food well, what is funny, it though, is right after the article came out, if you would have drove in and put up a sign, turnips and rutabaga, 50 cents each. Yeah, yeah. But, and that, but some people were ripping the bags open and taking one, and you know it was going to be rainy. You know they were going to throw it out. So fuck it. 
I thought yeah, why not? It's a waste. I agree. That could have been good. Yeah, so now I got fucking... I don't see why they don't put into some churches and things like that. But it, it was a food pantry, like it's okay. a church or whatever, but just the I people in that neighborhood don't... I guess they don't know what turnips are. Oh, I got a haircut. I was asking my barber. I was like, you want some turnips? The guy, I don't know what a turnip is. Dude, if I'm hungry and I'm fucking hungry and I need to eat something, I don't care what it is. If there's some free veggies that are fresh, I'm going to take it and figure out a way to cook that sucker. Yeah. And then, of course, as I have my turnips in the car, I'm like, you know, people throw out a lot of stuff. I want to become one of those freegans, those people that dumpster dive because they have to throw tomatoes out, like, after their date or whatever, and they just throw well, them out. Well, if you go to Pathmark, Pathmark, which is going out of business now, by the way, but normally what they do is in a lot of supermarkets, there's that rack, and it's like 50% off, 80% off, and they have, like, tomatoes that are just starting to go. And to me, that's the best when they're yeah. just... A pack yeah. over right. Mm-hmm. They're fucking perfect. Yeah. And you'll get them, like, six tomatoes for, like, 42 cents. Yeah. 31. It's, like, some oddball number. It can't be, like, 50 cents or a thousand. 31.5 cents. Right, like, right. Yeah, because so it's I go in, I scoop them all up, and I'll make a sauce out of it, or I'll make a nice tomato mix yeah. salad out. They do that with the artichokes with zucchini. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's what it was. I mean, the poor of these people are starving, but they don't want to use turnips. I well, guess they didn't the, know the what most, it was. The thing that gets me, too, is when people are stupid, like... When you see a banana, that's a little old. Bananas are better overripe. A lot of yeah, the darker better. they are is the more yeah. sweet. I like when fruit's a little overripe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about mushy and mealy. Right. You know, but I like that. You know, people want to get stuff, and I'm like, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. So, of course, I Googled turnips, recipes, and rutabaga. And there's a, there's a recipe for a cake. And there was a picture of you on Forest Avenue. <laughs> So, but I'm making pasta. I'm going to make gnocchi with it. I'm going to make spetzel. I'm going to roast them and then mix it into the pasta dough. Spetzel. Spetzel. And I was thinking about maybe spetzel trying and to make sour some... Reuben and Reuben, yeah. whatever the hell. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Sour Reuben. Sour Reuben. Sour Reuben. Sour Reuben. Yeah. I think the sour Reuben would be fantastic with that pickle combine. Yeah. No joke. I think mm-hmm. you got to make it happen. Are we getting a call, call in already? Um, I believe, uh, no, no, we got Raven on, he's, uh, streaming the show for us, I believe, or, okay. or if he's just, uh, hanging out, we'll get to him in a little while. So, how was your week there, Clemmy? Uh, my week was pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. <laughs> I got sidetracked by a text message, and, yeah. which I really don't care about right now, but, uh. Every week was okay, you know. Same shit. Doctors, doctors, mm-hmm. doctors. Man, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better. For a while, it got a little bad. I was feeling a little good. Now I'm back to fucking back pains and neck pain and yeah. Well, the weather doesn't help that either. And, I mean, we were supposed to know. get the hurricane today. Yeah, you know. You know, but uh, you know, my week was free turnips. School free turnips. Uh, I was actually a sponsor of Mary's son Griffin for confirmation on Saturday. Very good. Cool. Yeah, we did a little taco now, you bar. Saved, you shaved your beard in that picture. Yeah. I was like, I, I had to do the double take. Mm-hmm. I looked and I was like, that's not Rob. Then I looked again and I was like, yeah. that's Rob. I had to shave, man. It was sticking to the shirt and everything. You know, like when it almost like ties around a now, thread. Now, it's like, like, are you a suit and tie guy or not at all? Yeah, for occasions. I, I got like one or two decent ones. And so then you don't I got buy my weird suit and tie? No. No, I don't. Me, I can't do it. Yeah. I feel like I just instantly stick to it. It 
it makes a difference if it fits me or not. Like tell this me, one tell fit me, me like the jeans, a pair of boots, a turtleneck, and a sport jacket. Right, type right. Thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more me. But the whole suit and tie, I can't. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I'll go out and buy one and not get measured for it. It'll either be too big, like the neck. Yeah, but or you can pull off anything. You like dressing kind of really. A little weird, you know. Yeah, I have a three-piece suit that I bought last year. Yeah, you're definitely very colorful and out there a little bit, pal. I gotta, Everyone I gotta... thought I was going to wear my red suit because the confirmation robes are red. I'm like, all right. Like, this is a <laughs> the better question thing. is, do you really have a red suit? I think we're getting a, a caller in right now. Yeah. 682 number. All righty. Let's uh, check this out. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hi, guys. Listen, I'm really big fans of you, too. And um, I was wondering, am I the 100th call that I win? <laughs> you win every freaking thing. Yeah, what do you want? You want a you want a pickle turnip? <laughs> I get a pickle turnip. Which is yeah. that, Forest Avenue. <laughs> Who's calling, on, guys? This is Frankie, Chef Frankie. Yo, oh, Frankie Bellotti, what up, brother? What's going on, brother? What's man? going on, guys? Nothing much. Hey, how are you just... feeling, man? Yeah, men's and men's. You know, there's some good days and some men's bad days. Men's. All right, all right. I was checking up on he's, you. He's, he's a little moose shot. I'm alive, I'm alive and kicking right now, so that's all that matters. You're a little overripe. That's a pal. I've been overripe for about 40 years right now. Yeah. It, hasn't, it hasn't stopped me yet, so. So what's going on there, Chef Frankie? How you been, man? Not bad. Not bad at all. Actually, I just passed by the studio. I was going to give you a knock, but I didn't want to interrupt. Um <sighs> Yeah, I just left the Staten. Uh, we went for the golf outing to the YMCA today. And nice. uh, that's really it. That's really yeah. it. Fuck it. It was a nice day to golf today. Oh, it was gorgeous. I mean, I didn't do too well. I think I broke like two or three windshields, but it was a bad <laughs> idea to sign the ball. I'm sitting there, I'm writing my name on the ball. No, you never write your name on the ball. What, are you kidding me? You write someone else's name on the ball. (laughs) (laughs) I started to after I realized the damage I was doing. (laughs) As long as you don't write write sex machine on, because they'll be knocking on my door. Hey, your ball went through my windshield. (laughs) (laughs) Expect a few knocks in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Frank, we got a chat room going on. We got a lot of uh, Hell's Kitchen fans, so why don't you say hello to them? We got uh, Frankie Bellotti from season 13, am 13. I right? That's, yeah. that's right, that's right. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Right. I just, I'm driving right now, so I can't see the chat. <laughs> I don't know All right, yeah, well, we don't want you dying. You know, we don't want you getting killed or nothing while you got us. <laughs> in case they want to bring me back, right? <laughs> that, yeah. So um, we we didn't start our top five or anything yet, but while you're on, you know, now that the fall's here, why don't you give us a little idea of some, uh, like, fall shit that you're going to be making? Yeah, what do you got, anything? Uh, Well, I'm going to be doing that uh, pop-up restaurant uh, the 29th. It's going to be all fall-inspired, eight courses. So I'm going to, I'm thinking about some cool stuff. Uh... I would say, well, we're talking about just uh, fall dishes or fall ingredients. Uh, no, no, yeah, like some ingredients. Yeah. 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 That's a plus. Butternut squash. Um, My girlfriend Mary's parents just got a butternut squash from that Gennaro's Market or whatever it is down on Richmond Terrace. And it looks like Uh, the biggest. uh, Yeah, yeah. And it's. 
It's unbelievably gigantic that I'm jealous of it. Like it, it's got the nice bulb on the bottom, and it's like it had a big, big turn to it. It's pretty nice, but yeah, there, there's some nice looking ones out there. Like a gaguta, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> got gaguta. <laughs> That's right. No, uh, I, I, I is too. Every M is over here. I, I, I don't want a nice uh, spot. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, I got some good full shit, man. I'm a big parsnip fan. Love the parsnips. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And a little cauliflower. We're getting some nice-looking cauliflower in now, so. One of the things we do every fall in my uncle's restaurant is we take the pumpkins. We take the baby pumpkins, we scoop them out, we roast the pumpkin, and then we do a penne pasta with sausage, fontina, and a little of the roasted pumpkin in there. Which is like, it's oh, like a, uh, dude, it's unbelievable. Let me stuff it back in the pumpkin nice. and do like Al Forno and bake it in that pumpkin shell right in the wood burning oven up front. Ooh. It is unfucking believable. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's, I got to come in for that. That sounds great. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It really good. is one of our. And, and well, we, we use a little canned pumpkin because you got to. But for the most part, we're using fresh pumpkin roasted nice. Right. Sausage, caramelized onions. None tastes like the canned pumpkin, yeah. though, because you can roast a regular pumpkin and do all you got to do with it, and it just has no. that bland squash taste to it. Yeah. yeah. So, Frank, why, why don't you give your, uh, your pop-up date or a little plug while you're on live? Ah, beautiful. All right. So I'm doing um, an eight-course pop-up dinner, all fall-inspired. Um, it's going to be on 3900 Richmond Avenue, October 29th. First seating is at 645. Be there at 645. If you're not there at 645, go next door to Campania. I'm sure they'll be happy to serve you. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think I got all the information in there. Where are uh, you having it? What's the name of the place? How much are the tickets selling for? Okay. $85 a ticket, eight courses. Uh, you get to buy the tickets at www.frankbelotti.com. Nice. All right. Good for you, pal. At least, at least you're keeping busy. I'm trying. I'm trying. I know. Busy, That's right. All right. Cool, man. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm going to be listening to you guys. I just got to run around and do some things. I want to call in and, uh, you know, say hello to you guys. I haven't seen you in a while. So. I know. Yeah, we got we to get together. Frankie's got oh, a few will. things he's got to go do. Over he's got to see a guy he's about a, a few thing. things over here, so, you know, <laughs> don't worry. I can't talk about it on the air. All right. <laughs> uh, Yo, let me ask you a question, though. You got to see the first guy or the second guy. Which guy? Well, the first guy's no more. Second guy, I got to go see him now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right. All right, brother. Thanks for calling in, my man. I'll talk to you uh, soon. Always, always. I'll talk to All you right. guys soon. All right, bro. Peace. 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 Yeah, that was Frankie a nice Bilotti. little, little you know, surprise, Frankie Bellotti calling in. Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Hell yeah. It's because it's getting full. All the chefs are getting full. Fuck you, you fat, useless sack of fucking Yankee, Yankee doodle shit. What the hell was that? Telling <laughs> like a little Ramsey right there. Yeah. But uh yeah, well I think I think once the fall comes, the chefs get out of there like summer burnout, you know? Yeah, because the summer's look, the summer's very inspirational, but then it gets really hot 
and it gets tiresome. And, and it's and busy, it's and then you have that lull, but you can't yeah. go on vacation because you're covering seven ships and exactly. someone else. And, yeah. and then once the fall comes around, you got some rest, and then beautiful, perfect sweat jacket weather comes around, we tend to get inspired again. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Favorite full uh, veggies and yeah. And I also want to say, today's guest at, at around 8.40, we got Stephen Lee, third place uh, winner of Master Chef. Chef. Yeah. We're going to do a little intro here. I found this thing. The good guy. Hi, Stephen. I am from Palm Springs, and I am an urban gardener. I love giving people great food, which inspires me. And I believe through my own inspiration, it will permeate into your life as well. There's something quite energetic about the amount of effort you put into it. I understand where my food comes from. I understand what it takes to get the food onto the plate. And I have a great relationship with food. What? I'm taking what I know from my garden and my growing of food, and I'm bringing it out to you. Master Chef is a good medium for that. Yeah, so he's going to be, uh, he's a great dude, though, let me tell you. Great dude, I've been talking to him for the last week, he's psyched to be on, and uh, just a regular, normal dude, but man, did you watch him on the show, he's just intense, the guy's... Oh, yeah, he's out of his Although, I love him, I love him, because he reminds me of almost everyone I've ever worked with. He's nuts like we're nuts. Yeah. Like, you can see the intensity, you can see the passion, you can see the crazy. And when I say crazy, nuts, I mean that with the, you know. No, like, the best good, kind, of kind of crazy. We're yeah. whacked out. You and I are whacked out. He definitely falls into that category, yeah. man. And you got to be. You got to be crazy to do what we do. Yeah. You have to be. You have to yeah. be crazy to want to work nights, weekends, holidays, 14-hour days. You have to be a certain breed of person. Yeah, and he's an urban gardener, yeah. which is, that's big over here now. Yeah. <clears throat> they say that. Over 60% of the rooftops in Brooklyn and Manhattan are covered with beehives and uh, and gardens. Like, there's wow. actual <clears throat> farms that grow on rooftops and sell to all the restaurants. Lettuces and fresh veggies. And now, what stuff. are you going to do with all the crack dens and needle holes up there? Well, they still have them, but they go on the roof. Okay. It's cheaper to rent the <laughs> roof spots of a crack house, but... Uh, no, but yeah, I think so. that's a beautiful thing, actually, because it is. There's a lot of... A lot of shit going on, you know, at least utilize the roof. Utilize yeah. the, I, I love the whole honey thing. I love the fact that you can get local honey out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Beach, and it's fantastic. I know. I, I want to make, like, uh, I want to have one honey, uh, one beehive, but Mary's definitely uh, allergic to bees, so I can't bring in bees anywhere near her. Yeah, but I think it would be a little dangerous for someone like you. Because you're a little, I love you. I got faith in you, bro. I know you can do it because you can do anything you set your mind to. But I just know the kind of luck that we have. Something will go wrong, and you'll be calling me. I'm on my way. I'll have a beard, uh, a yeah. beard of bees. Yeah. Like I'll be like, what, what? What are you looking? No, I just shaved. What's yeah, up? Exactly. <laughs> Something will go wrong. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, there comes certain certain things you and I should definitely stay away from, bro. I think <laughs> I think anything live and small like that is one of them. Oh boy, but uh. But then again, you got you got the patience. So you're more patient than I am. Can you picture me out there? I'd be swatting them, killing them, spraying them. I have no patience, man. Now, did you know that the Italians invented honey? <laughs> yes, yes, they did. It was God Italian. God was Italian. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some news here. All right. Well, really, my computer just went a little haywire. All right. <laughs> 
BTF News with Big and Beefy. Today on the corner of Victory Boulevard, a man spotted parking in, packing his car with rutabagas and turnips. They're hot turnips. It's fled the scene and he's at large. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. Big is on the land. <laughs> Where's Big? Where's Big? All right. I want to start off with the first little thing of news. All right. You will never know what the new hottest costume for Halloween is that they're selling. A large penis. Nope. Taylor Swift. Nope. Big and beefy. No, I wish. I don't know. Sexy pizza rat. Sexy pizza rat? You know the rat that was carrying the pizza down? The stands and the YouTube station? They are now making, and I will show you the picture. You can go on uh, eater.com, and it's just like a little, like, Rat, hot, sexy rat mouse costume with two pieces of pizza sewn onto it. <laughs> Can you believe it? I, at this point in the game, and I, and I said this before to a lot of people, there's not anything anybody can ever say or do that would surprise me. That comes very close to doing it. Yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me. Because probably here's like these two potheads sit up in their room in the East Village somewhere and said, dude, let's make sexy rat costume. Yeah. Like, who thinks it is? Like, who thinks it is? Well, it's, it's the, the, co- the costume companies. They have, like, a bunch of people sitting around, and they're like, because oh, Caitlyn Jenner is hot, but what is that? It's a white dress with a wig. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. But, you know, it's they probably have mice costumes that aren't selling, so they take them all back and sew a piece of pizza onto it, and then resell them. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But staying on the mice thing... Chuck E. Cheese expands booze offerings to woo millennial moms. Like all these moms, like the younger ones, you know, the new moms now that were born in like uh, 2000 or whatever, or like late 90s. They go to all their coffee shops and all like this this shit. They don't go to Chuck E. Cheese. And there are a couple of Chuck E. Cheese that serve like wine and beer, but they're going to try to make different cocktail lists for these women to, to want them to meet there and bring the kids. But that means you're going to have a bunch of drunk moms driving their kids home from a party that they were miserable at for four hours. That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) I just got an idea for the pizza costume. Why not dress up like a giant slice of pizza and have a fake rubber rat biting the top of it hanging off? Yeah. That's how it should have been. Well, this is sexy. You know, like how anything is sexy. Yeah, sexy nurse, a sexy fucking baseball player. Yeah. uh, it's always whoever has the the boob sticking out and the ass. It's that's what I'm going to be. Oh, I'm uh, Susan B. Anthony. Oh, great! She made the American flag. She's an icon. No, I'm a sexy Susan B. Anthony. I just got. Uh, Did you check up as that as a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah, probably. I know I came in the studio where you were in some kind of American flag dress <laughs> with heels on at one point in time. Oh, you got any news, uh, Clemmy? I do have a little bit of news. Bud Light is coming out or is out already with. A smart refrigerator, the e-fridge. And it's perfect for the frat bro or your holiday gift is what it's saying. According to a press release, one light is supposed to be the first one-of-its-kind smart home beer fridge. It's connected to a user's smartphone, and the fridge shows the user real-time information. And if the bottle's running low, if your fridge is running low on beer, it'll alert you on your smartphone. <laughs> now, my thing is this. If you need the refrigerator to call your smartphone and tell you you're running low on beer, 
I think you should just stick to smoking your doobies and your bong hits and not worry about it, man. Yeah. Because if you really is it, I seen something today that goes. Why don't you make like a baby formula fridge that's yeah. alerting you that you're low yeah, on exactly. baby formula to keep exactly. someone alive? <laughs> exactly. I saw a kid today. There's these new things out. They're on something similar, just on Shark Tank, but it, it's like a sideways skateboard and it's got two wheels on it. And all you do is step on it and it moves. Oh, and it moves you. And all these kids are riding them. I'm like, here's this kid. With his head down, texting someone on a cell phone, cruising along, riding this thing. All he needs to do is go two inches over off the sidewalk, and he's gone. Ugh. Like, what is this world? Are we that lazy? Yeah. That we need a refrigerator to tell you that you're running low on beer? Yeah. Well, that's more like, uh, let us let me get that for my husband for Christmas. Yeah. Even though he'll never, you know, like, you'll be unplugging. I know it's more like a frat gift, a man cave gift, but people will do that literally. And, I kind of, and I can't, you know, I shouldn't say anything because I'm dying for one of those armchairs with like a beer refrigerator underneath the arm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's got it. a brujute closet yeah, behind it. Yeah, it's got it, a brujute closet right on the other side. <laughs> it's got an automatic provolone chopper on the right. You know? Why not? Oh. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. But, you know, true? I mean, it's, you know what it is? They just, you, they can't think. Of these things quick enough. No. If someone has an idea, they make it, they sell it, and then it's gone. You know, like, it, it's... There's just too much shit out there now. Too much, like, weird stuff. You can do anything. And it sucks to me because I'm a fat guy. I don't get to have any fun. Yeah. But but even, like, it's like shopper... That's like a shopper image thing. Shopper yeah. image is the home so of the expensive one, the things no one will use. you read on the airline? Uh, Sky Mall. Sky Mall. Yeah. There you go. It's... Yeah, it's the home of expensive things that nobody will use maybe once, you know, like, and that's it. Now, I will say many, many years ago, we had the thing that you put on the water and that would pull you across the pool. And even me, that thing dragged me across the pool. It was great. It's like a little mini jet ski, but there was only so many times right. that we actually used it. And yeah. It was, it was too much to take care of it, so you probably just left it in the pool. Yeah. Whatever, it's floating around in the in the filter. <laughs> yeah, bobbing up. up and down. With all the dead birds and... Uh. All right, well, we got another story. We got another new uh, cooking competition show coming out. Ta-da. Marco Pierre White stars in a new cooking competition series called Humble Pie. <laughs> so it's called Humble Pie, and... It's for amateurs now, so it's kind of like a master chef, and okay. it's he's with some model, uh, Melanie Sykes. She's going to be judged with with him, and it's going to be like three people. The grand prize is twenty five hundred pounds, which is like three thousand seven hundred ninety two dollars U.S. And they have to cook three courses, and you know, it's crazy. They need here's here's wait here wait let let me just say it right now for all you producers and all you Hollywood people and all you big wigs out there wake up you want to give a prize away to a chef give him his own motherfucking restaurant make that's, that a prize that's, that's too expensive make that a prize three grand they make that in one commercial but come on you got to go to work I, I, I grant you, you got to go to work for somebody you got to do something else you got a little bit of cash. Give the guy his restaurant. Become 50% partners with him. They did that on Marco Pierre White's original show, The Chopping Block. It was teams of two. And the winners got a a restaurant. Dude, if I knew I was going after the restaurant on my own, 
or even a partner in a restaurant, I got that opportunity that I got to go to work for someone, yeah. go to work with someone. You see a different level of competition out there. You're bringing a new breed of people. Yeah. They had one. Scott Conan was a host of one that they won $25,000 to open up a restaurant. Johnny Surf was on it with his buddy. $25,000 can't even open up you a food truck, uh, geez, no God. It won't even get you your plates. No. Your plates and glasses. <laughs> At this day and age, it won't even get you a good hand job. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Marco Pierre White's going to be on one, you know, and... And I understand it. It's cheap to do these shows. You don't pay the contestants. It is entertaining, and some of them are really fun and cool to watch, and even yeah. cool to be on. And I'm all, I'm all for it, but it comes a point in time where let, let, let the real chefs get down and nitty-gritty, and let's go after a real prize. Right. And my thing, Marco Pierre White was like the creme de la creme of chefs. Everyone learned from it him. It was the creme de la creme of chefs. <laughs> creme, de, creme de la creme. But what's happening now is... He's trying to get the shows like Gordon Ramsay, but they're like low-budget shows, yeah. you know, and they're not lasting past six episodes. Well, look at a show Look at a show like AGT, America's Got Talent. It's open up to everybody and anybody. When it comes down to, as the show goes on and progresses, it gets more serious and more involved, and the talent gets better, and things get kind of, get kind of get stepped up every other show. You've got to bring that noise on that show every other show. Right. Now, if you had a chef show like that, you know what I'm saying? When the competition was that severe and that intense, and I'm not saying that some of them are, are out there now aren't. I'm just saying that if, if the grand prize was that much more, you see a level of competition that you haven't seen on TV yet. And I'm yeah. very excited with that. But I'll tell you what, though. Master Chef is a great show. Oh, Health Master Kitchen is, is a great, great show. show yeah. But the thing is, they're great, and then people try to copy it. And it's just That's not, exact, exactly. not as good. Exactly. All right, well, we got a phone call. Could possibly be our guest, so let's check it out. Hello, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hello, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's right. going on? Is this, uh, is this Steven? This is Steven. Hey, all right, my Steven, man. How are you? Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, Stephen Lee from uh, MasterChef 6 right here, third place winner. How's it going, my man? It's going good. Yeah, couldn't be better. So happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm so psyched that you said yes to it. You know, I've been a fan of yours. I watched the show, and I was pulling for you at that finale, man, because I I was pulling for the, the person with the most personality on that show. And that oh, was you, my you. man. And what? You, yeah. you really, man. I mean, everyone, you, you were a great uh, chef and everything. The stuff you were putting out was beautiful, but you entertained the hell out of me. And, and it was just, I wanted to see you go to the end because you're intense out there. You're funny, but you, you put your, your pedal to the metal and you, and you go nuts. I love it. It, it was funny because, Steve, yeah. before, before the show, you know, and Rob's done obviously some food shows on Food Network and so have I and the Hell's Kitchen thing. But we're just saying, in order to do these shows and even be a chef, you got to be a little bit out of your mind. And I don't mean that like oh, a bad sure. we, we got to be crazy. Like, who wants to work nights, weekends, holidays, 14-hour days? And, you know, to go on a show and exuberate your talent and the passion that you did, I thought was fantastic. Because I thought, I, I mean this with the utmost respect, I thought you were completely out of your mind, and I loved every friggin' minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Thank you. And, and the thing is, Master Chef, there are some guys, some people, you included, that can cook the hell out of food, man. Yes. I mean, it's just amazing with soufflés and all this other stuff. You, you, you put me in on a Saturday night to make a souffle, I'm throwing seven of them against the wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. know how you do now, let me ask you a question. What, what, how did this all come about for you? I mean, what made you want to go on Master Chef? Were you always a cook? I mean, it's something you're doing since you're a little kid. I mean, what, just one day say, hey, I'm going to Master Chef. Yeah, no. Uh, well, the journey started when um, I made a bet with my son. So um, one day my son gets in, in the truck, you know, because I, I pick him up from school, you know, and take him to school and, you know, take him here and there and stuff. And so uh, he gets in my truck, and he just landed the uh, leading part in uh, in the play, in the because he does uh, the theater. He does theater here in our in Palm Springs in our town here. Okay. And so he just got a leading role. He got his leading role in this play, and uh, he, and then he starts bragging, you know, about how great he is and everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I and I I'm like, you know what? You know, you did a great job, you know, and I and I'm proud of you for that. But it doesn't mean that you're better than everybody else because you did good. You know, you got to celebrate everybody's greatness. And then he right. like turns to me and he goes, he goes, oh, Dad, you'll never be on TV. And I was like, all right, I, okay, I'll bet you. Okay, in six months, I'm I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. And so we made our bet. And about two weeks later, after we had made our bet, I uh, saw an ad on Craigslist for. Um, they had the uh, competitions down in San Diego, so I was like, "This is it. This is you know, this is this is the sign right here." So I went down to San Diego and I cooked in the competition, and uh, I I I I passed. You know, I got through it, and nice. uh, and then just just a variety of steps. You know, leading up to, you know, eventually when you know we got to the cameras and and you saw me for the first time there in. Uh, on the master chef set and, and it was a it was a journey before that but you know that that's what that's what kind of that's what kicked it off was well you know it, it's deeper than you know it goes it goes much further than just the bet right, it, right it's about right. uh it's about I, it's about getting my son's respect for like another four years because he's 14 right now right oh so, all right, yeah start, <laughs> yeah i was starting to slide you know i was starting to slide on the respect ruler there and, That's uh, right. That's not cool. It. My I dad's did. not cool, and no. now you're the coolest dad yeah. ever. <laughs> right. Now I'm the coolest dad ever. You know, he saw me with Gordon Ramsay. You know, he saw me with Graham Elliott on Master Chef. You know, kicking at, you know, kicking butt there. And uh, now, you know, I can tell him, hey, you know, you're, uh, you you got to wake up at five thirty tomorrow morning. We got to go. You know, we got to go work out and stuff. And I got he doesn't balk or nothing anymore. He just does what I said. So, you know. Hey, yeah, I didn't win Master Chef, but you know my son listened to me for at least another four years, so I won with that one. <laughs> that, yeah, that's you know, awesome. You know why I love that story too? Besides the whole son thing, is that it's not that it's that easy to get go after your dreams, but he's got the passion, he's got the talent, he's got the balls, he's encouraged, whatever you want to say, and he went after something, and got something. I always try to tell people, because I always got people coming up to me like, "How did you get on Hell's Kitchen?" Or I'll never get on. I'm like, right. I'm like, yeah, dude, you could get on. Right. If you really want it. And you go after it, yeah. it, it right. shows you, like, people like... It's you like Lotto, man. Yeah. you got to be in it to win it. Yeah. 
You know, everyone, because that, that does yeah. happen. Oh, I, I want to do those shows. I'm like, well, here's the name and number of the casting Yeah, he's like, oh, I ain't never going to get on. I did the same <laughs> thing for years, and I went one day, and I got on. Yeah. So, I mean. I know. And now they keep calling me to do different shows. Like, yeah. I, I have to tell them, like, no, that one's, I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to hang from a roof and, uh, you yeah, know, over yeah, a deep fryer, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah, now, so, you're in, you're yeah. an urban gardener. What, what does that exactly mean? Yeah, so what I do is I go into uh, people's backyards, and I build uh, gardens for them, raise beds, and I show them how to grow food. Awesome. So in my, commu- in, in, in my community here, uh, you know, I, just, I, I show people how to grow food, and I'm also part of the National Seed Alliance, so I'm a seed saver. So all, oh, the, all, the, food, yeah, all the food that I grow in my zone, which I'm in Zone 10B, um, all the seeds have come from this particular zone. So when I start a garden for you, you have uh, a, like a, you know, your success rate, the percentage, you know, of you being successful is a lot higher because. Oh yeah. Are, yeah. Are, Cause are they're not from, like the, yeah. yeah. They're not the seeds from like CVS so or now, something. My yeah. next question is, is when yeah, are you coming or, up to Staten Island? Yeah. When are you coming to New York? Yeah, no, I'm going to, oh, no, I, I'm going to be coming to New York pretty soon because, uh, there's a, a really, I mean, I, I, it, hey, I'm in love. I got a beautiful girlfriend, you know, and we'll just keep it at that. But there's a beautiful lady in New York that wants me to cook uh, dinner for her and her and her friends or something like that. So I should be in uh, New York sometime soon. Oh, dude, that's great. Let us know. Let us know. If you need anything or you yeah. want somebody's studio, you want to, you know, whatever you need. Yeah, we'll meet up with you. Well, that's, I, that's I right out of I the uh, playbook. Sure. Yeah, now Luca is a good friend of ours. Yeah. I've done a, a bunch of events with him and judge things. Yeah, Luca's he does on the that show now. Quite just, a few times. Yeah, yeah, he flies all over the country. Yeah. People want him to do dinner parties, like ten people, and it's great, you know. Yeah. Now back to the yeah, urban exactly. gardening. Uh, we were talking about this earlier in the show. Like here in Manhattan and Brooklyn and stuff, that's becoming a huge thing on the rooftops. That there's actual people that started yes. farms on rooftops. I think that's ingenious. I. You yeah, know, the no, beehives no, and, no. and all, like, everything. Yeah. It's just, it's such a great utilization of wasted space because, yeah. you know, there's nothing but, yeah. you know, people doing drugs up on the rooftops, yeah. and now you got beautiful gardens, and they, they're yeah. in all the restaurants, you know, who's selling Instead medicine. Instead of prostitution and crack, now you got gagoots and strawberries. <laughs> it's a beautiful right. thing. Yes. I know. Right. That's awesome. Nice. So, um, now uh, on Master Chef. Like, uh, were yeah. you a little nervous going in? And have you have you ever done like cooking, not competition, but have you ever like cooked for a large group of people and under the gun and time timing or anything, or or this is all brand new for you? No, yeah, no, I've I had some uh, cooking experience when I was back in the day. You know, when I was a teenager, I was really in the punk rock scene, and so you know I. Whenever, whatever city I landed in and whenever I had to, you know, make a little money or something, I'd get a job in the kitchen, you know, yeah, that, that's the or, way, yeah. cook or something like that. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, there's I always money there. Exactly, and food, right? So, yeah. you know, so you, I, 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 usually, I, you know, you, you, like I would have to wait for like two weeks for my paycheck, but at least I was eating every day until then, right? You know, so. Yeah, exactly, so, so that, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that, saved, that saved my ass a lot of time. You know, so, so now, I was always like, I was, I was always early to work, and I was the first one at work, and I was always the last one to leave because I was always getting those meals, you know. Yeah. So let me ask you this: 
There's a quick question for you, and people have always asked me the same question. I'm just curious myself. How long were you out there filming MasterChef for? Like, how long were you away from your, you know, your friends and your family and everything? Like, how long were you out there for? Yeah, well, you know, it's um, that's uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think um, it, it, you're generally gone for a few months. You know, I can't wow. really say how long I was gone, but you know, it you're, it's a it's it's a process. And right. uh, I started. I my first tryout was in August of last year. So that would be uh, 2014 was my first oh, yeah. and, and, you know, my first cooking competition was in San Diego. And then, um, and then the show opens up for, you know, goes live in, um, I think it was uh, June was the first, uh, first show. And then the, and then the series ended in um, what, just the, couple weeks ago a few weeks ago in in september so um so the whole the whole process was just over a year long yeah yeah that's crazy well i mean to finish wow but it's a well-produced show it's not a throw together so you know you got you gotta it's a dedication yeah it really is because it's not see even i know for me when i was away on, on hell's kitchen we would have maybe like I was there six weeks, seven weeks at best filming. And I don't have like the third or fourth week that was starting to play a toll on me being away from my family oh, sure. and friends. Yeah. This guy's out there months. I mean, I don't think people truly realize, like, yeah, it's fun and the glam is nice and the cameras are nice, but people don't realize that you're away from your, your family. You're sequestered. Your, yeah, you can't go nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's it taking a little bit of, of a, you know, a little bit of a toll on you. And people think this. You know, oh, he messed up. Maybe the guy's got something on his mind. He's been away from his family for three and a half months. Right. You know, people don't take none of that into play. I mean, let me ask you, did, did any of that affect you during the show or anything? Like, you got a little homesick or? Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I was, actually, that was like the best part, being away from home, right? <laughs> you know, so it had the opposite like, effect on you. Okay. Yeah. It's like a, it was like a vacation for me, you know. I was like, all right, let's do this thing. I was actually having a good time. But, no, I see what you're saying. There were a lot of people that, you know, you know, were getting emotional and everything. And But um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like, a very uh, – I'm a very – you know, I spend a lot of time in my garden, right, just by myself. So I'm kind of a solitary person by nature. So yeah. I, I don't really – Like a free spirit. So much. Yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, the, the human contact thing, you know, you know, uh, okay, if you if you saw the show and, and and here's here's how how that particular thing affected me is like when you saw me embrace my son for that fam- family reunion, right. You could probably tell that there was like uh there was some passion, there was some energy there, you know. Oh, you absolutely. Could, mm-hmm. that, like yeah, that feeling, you know, like, you know, because I, I couldn't tell my son where I was, right? Uh, right. You know, I could have, but I, I chose not to because I didn't want to burden him with having to hold that secret, you know, right. when he's going right. to school. You know, he was like, he, he was 13 years old at the time, you know, and I right. just didn't think it would be fair. So I told him I was on a fishing boat, you know, that I was going to go on a fishing boat and go, you know, up to Alaska right. and do some fishing. And, uh, <laughs> and he believed me. <laughs> and he oh, cool. me, okay, and, and uh, he hadn't realized and that I had won the bet yet either, right? So he he thought he was still <laughs> gonna win that bet. So 
So then they brought him to that. They brought him to the um, to the family reunion show, and uh, he gets on set and and he sees me. And I see him, and I of course I hug him and kiss him and everything. And then I said, I said, guess what? I go, I won the bet. <laughs> He's like, oh man, yeah, you're right, yeah. That's awesome, so, yeah. Yeah, let, let me ask so you that, one more quick question that, um, you know, we always yeah. ask all, all the health kitchen guys and master chef guys, and, you know, it's a little bit difficult of a question, but if you had one thing you think could have been a turning point for you in the show that you could do over, what would it be? What What was the turning point for me? Yeah, in other words, if you could have done well, one thing different, you know, like there's one thing you could have did different that may have made a difference, what do you think it was? Oh, man. Yeah, one thing that I could have made, gonna done different. Um, I suppose. Okay, here. This is this is this is where uh, maybe I could have changed. Um, it's my. It was my philosophy. It's my philosophy in life, anyway. Is that um, you know I I want to do the absolute best I can do every single time. So you know, putting that in the master chef kitchen. Uh, every time I got in that kitchen, my only goal was to do the absolute best I could do, and I didn't give a hoot about anybody else, right? I, I wasn't really, I wasn't paying attention to anybody else, really. I was just concentrating on trying to do my best. So perhaps if I was to do it again, and I may do it again sometime in the future, I think I would uh, probably strategize a little bit more in regards to the people around me, like right. you know, okay. just like uh, screw you know, screw with their head a little bit, you know, because you know, it seemed like every you know, people you know, people were you know, just doing I don't know. I'll tell you this, Steve. I, w- I wouldn't do that different. I wouldn't do that different because you came through as the genuine guy, the non-backstabber, you know the straight-up dude. So I, I wouldn't change that. All right, good. All right, good. I. I yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't know. I mean, I like who I am, you know. I, right. Like, I got, well. And that's you know, the I thing. Who cares? If somebody won there. because they, you know, wanted to stab someone in the back or I'm not yeah. here to make friends, yeah. screw. This is this right. is a chapter in your life. You don't want to look back and be like, oh, I was so that's mean it. to myself. Yeah, no. I, that was the other big thing. I never wanted to have regret. Right. There's, I don't want yeah. to have any regrets in life, you know. Yeah, I, I love when, I love when people. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I've had I've I've had plenty of regrets in my life in my past, you know. I you know, and I, I got and I cleaned all that stuff up. I want to live my life righteous right now, you know. I just want right. to yeah, wake up and without regret. Yeah, exactly. Right. See, I love when people forget something and and someone has twenty of them and won't give them something. I get it's a competition, but <laughs> if you really want to win, like I would want to give it to them and say, you know what, I want to see if I can really. Be you. I don't want to win because you forgot to get your rank. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you forgot yeah, to get yeah, yeah. I want to win because I want to win. Then again, it depends on who it is, too. I mean, tell me. Well, that happened in the last show, didn't it? Somebody forgot yeah, something. The, um, what's the name? Forgot her Claudia eggs or something. Forgot eggs or something. And... Yeah, yeah. Shelly, I think. Yeah. But, Shelly, you know, yeah, I, but I, yeah. let me tell you something. Out of, out of the top three people on that show, you're the most memorable. Yeah. Without Just because of, of your attitude and, yeah. you know, you can even see the way, like, uh, Gordon Ramsay and, and Graham and stuff. Yeah, they all kind like, of took to you. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. they push it yeah. for you, and they were cool to you. They weren't really yelling at you. Now, what did he say to you? Stick your tongue back in your mouth or something? Did he say something like that to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gord told me to put my tongue back in my mouth. Now, yeah. what, what, was, what yeah, was that all about? Why was your tongue out of your mouth, Steve? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, um, you know, uh, all right, well, I... I don't know, man. It, I guess it's just one of those things, you know. It's just like, uh, you know, I just was like, I know I would watch myself, you know, when I was watching the show, and I'm like, Jesus, Stephen, put your tongue in your mouth, you know. Yeah, but I like, do that when I'm using a knife. I do that yeah, when I'm cutting. I use so scissors. My tongue, I'm chewing on my tongue. It's hanging out of my mouth. So you can't, you know. Yeah, I know. It's funny know. to go back my and girlfriend. watch yourself. Right? Yeah, when you go yeah, back and so watch yourself and you see the things you do, you don't realize half the stuff that you do. No, right. no, not no. Not even no, you don't realize at least half. Nah, and you're no, in that moment. No. Your adrenaline's going, you don't even know you don't even remember mm-hmm. half the things you do until you watch it on T V, which is great. Now how yeah. how is my girlfriend my girlfriend makes a point to to point all that stuff out to me though. Oh, of course. She, she's yeah, my, you know. But that's her job. Yeah. That's what she's there for now. Come on. Would you expect anything that's, different? That's her job. Yeah, exactly. Now, how, how is Christina as a judge? Because this is her first season, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. She's cool. She's, uh, you know, she's uh, she's got some big shoes to fall, you know, to fill. But you were going to say uh, something else. Okay. Know, <laughs> You know, so you know she's doing good. She was an engineer before all before she started cooking. Electrical yeah. engineer. I know. You know, she's a smart. She's a yeah. She's a smart lady. Her, smart her lady. greatest accomplishment in life, whether it's not electric or nothing, it's cereal milk. She does yeah. everything with the cereal milk in her uh, in her I, restaurant. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and she, yeah, and she gave me a kiss on the cheek too. So. That's oh, nice. Accomplishment for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, would you do another uh, a show like this or? Yeah, you know, it's all about. Uh, I'm always. I like to live by these words, you know, and it's that I take the next indicated step. So, someone throws a show at me, or if I if I get the opportunity to be on a show, I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm. I'm going to take the next indicated step, whatever that is. Right now, like uh, tomorrow and the next day, I got a uh, a demonstration at the uh, Palm Springs Casino here. So I'm doing a bunch of stuff, cooking stuff for inside the casino for a couple hundred people. That's going to be exciting. And nice. I got some uh, stuff in one of the local restaurants where they asked me to come in and, you know, do some stuff in there. And uh, I got the news. I got the... I'm going to be on the, I don't know, some channel. Local yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's like great. It, it does snowball. It snowballs. Oh, and yeah. It's like all little yeah, things. Yeah, have fun with it, my man. Definitely have some and fun it, with it. it. Yeah, I mean, this is a different point in your life now where it's like, yeah, people yeah, are yeah. going to call me to do a, a radio interview yeah. or a TV thing, and that can yeah. lead to this. And especially if you want to yeah. start doing the dinners and everything, people will be see you on the news. I love oh, that. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. You know? I started doing, I've done a few dinners. I got another one coming on Saturday. And uh, yeah, and then I'm gonna go into this restaurant and do some food for them. But it's like, um, it's like I, I I just I've been paddling out, you know, paddling trying right. to catch that wave. And, and I just and I just got I just caught the wave, and I'm just getting ready to stand on the board, and I'm starting nice. to ride that wave in, you know. And it's oh, a yeah. nice one. It's a, it, Dude, ride it, it for as like long as you can. 
Ride that wave for as long as you freaking can, man. Yeah, now you have a website, right? It's stephenleecooks.com? That is it, yeah. That's the website. S-T-H-P-E-N-L-E-E, Cooks? Yes. L-E-E, all right, stephenleecooks.com. You guys got to check it out. Go to his website. He's got some really cool and amazing and fun stuff on there. Yeah. Now, Steve, we do... Yeah, uh, yeah. We do this uh, top five every week, and uh, you know, since you're an urban gardener and it's fall, we decided to do your, your top five yeah. favorite like fall vegetables to and use. We'll, we'll so, come back yeah. and think about colas too after that. Yeah. Big BD's top five. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, man. So. Yeah, like uh, fall vegetables ran. I don't know if you heard the story I told earlier, but um, I, there was a little uh, story in our local paper here that uh, there was a food pantry that, you know, everyone donates food to and stuff, and someone gave them, like, thousands of pounds of turnips and rutabagas, but the neighborhood that was in, nobody wanted it, so they left it on the street, put an ad in the paper, whoever wants to take it. So, of course, I went down and took 200 pounds, and I've been – Doing like pickling turnips and making sauerkraut with it, and you know gratins nice. and doing all that. But so I'm going to tell you my top five because it is it's rutabagas and turnips are definitely thrown in any stew yeah. or mash that's done whatever is great. I'm a big fan of the yes. parsnip. Love parsnips. Yes. Love cauliflower, mm-hmm. and um, I gotta have to I have to say pumpkin. And my number one is definitely <laughs> apple. Apples right now. Oh, yeah. I love going apple picking. I think I'm the only one that gets six bags of apples and makes stuff with it. Everyone else is going, I'm going to do yeah. this. I'm going to do that. And they rot on their counter. I make apple I'm butter. Good. I make apple pie. Apple I've had apple and, butter. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. So yeah. that's my top five. So as a gardener, well, like, what are your favorite fall things? All right. Besides those top five being my favorite as well, um, I'm going to say uh, – Right now I'm going crazy with the pears because I started making this upside-down uh, pear cake. You know, Ooh. it's like a, yeah. a, the brother to the upside-down uh, pineapple. Right, this right. upside-down pears. So, so uh, I've been making that one a lot. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, the kabocha squash is great and delicata. Absolutely. Uh, and then if you want to get into, like, one of the best-tasting pumpkins, you got to go for the rouge de temp, all right? It's It's like... I, I, if you, you go to my website, you're going to see uh, I did an event up in Washington uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, you, you'll see, like, I was carving out the inside of pumpkins, putting pumpkin soup in there. I made pumpkin raviolis because uh, I was on a – literally, this was a farm-to-table event. Nothing literally came from, like, within a six within 60-foot radius of me. All oh, that's pit, awesome. All the pit, all the pigs. The all you know all the uh, the turkeys they were all raised right there on the land along with the pumpkins uh, and the tomatoes and the winter squash and the squash and you know it's just like uh, there's they, nothing they like that big, uh, no nothing like it they uh, they had a cob uh, oven I was I was uh, cooking pizzas out of a uh, big fire pit you know it was it's just freaking beautiful uh, so anyway so I really like my I like my pears I like my pumpkins. Uh, I'll go for um, some of the winter squashes like kabocha, delicata, and um, you know fall's a great time, especially right now in fall because you have the you can still get you know tomatoes well in our area you can so I can get oh, kind absolutely. of the, right. the late summer 
Yeah, and yep. then and then the early fall stuff, and, and you know, and I don't know, I I I just go crazy for anything that's uh, fresh in season and you know, growing in you know my backyard or my neighbor's backyard. Oh, it's funny because I, I say that to people all the time. People don't realize the difference in in, in some of the crap you get in supermarkets and little stores than uh, something that's being picked fresh right out the garden. There is a huge, huge difference in taste. Yeah. Uh, Huge. Cause a lot I of this know. stuff is been sprayed yeah. and it's already weeks old and how it gets mishandled and it goes through temperature changes yeah. and it, it breaks yeah. down a little bit yeah. and it loses flavor and yeah. you pick something right oh, off yeah. that vine, man. Yeah. My favorite thing now that. in the fall is the green tomatoes that aren't quite finishing yep. on the vine. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love pickling them. Now, I went to uh, Pickle Fest in West Village yesterday, and uh, one of our old yeah. guests, the uh, backyard Brian, was there, so I was hanging with them. But I had the greatest pickled tomato from one of the kiosks there yesterday. I was eating it like an apple, and Mary had one. She's like, ah, I took a bite. It's all right. I ate that one. I was eating the core. I ate everything. And I just love pickles. Yeah, I love the liquid green. Corn yeah. vodka in the liquid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, Clem, what about you? What do you have fall things? Clem shake. Oh, no, that's I plan, I plan, I plan it. Oh, come on, you gotta go. So I'm gonna go with, you know what I like now that are around really nice is the Sicilian eggplant, the big purple ones that are the size of almost like a soccer ball. Right. They're much yeah. more medium, less seedier, but it's it's a very versatile thing. I mean, you can do anything with it from hey, Parmesan hey, to Capitana to. You gotta, go you gotta salt those eggplant when you, when, before you cook them. Do you do that? Yeah, you gotta purge them, yeah. So, you gotta, you, you gotta salt them and you lay them down. Yeah, you salt them and you lay them down. Yeah, yeah, come right. on. I'm, I'm Italian. I was yeah, born with okay. an egg coming out of my mouth. Do you get it? <laughs> I have fried calamari right. in one hand. I have fried calamari in one hand and egg in the other hand as I was coming out of my mother. You oh, man. I gotta come out there. Man. <laughs> I gotta get out there for sure. So, oh, I, I, I gotta say eggplant. I'm gonna go pumpkin. Right. I go any kind of squash. I'm, uh, any kind of squash. Butternut squash, acorn squash. I, I love all the fall right. squash. Yeah. Fantastic. Great and they're great birthday. because you can decorate your house yeah. with them and they don't go bad. Yeah, dude, but no, they're whole thing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Nice. Even beets. Love beets. Oh, I, man, I, I know. I love the I beets. I pick one of those turnips. The pink yeah. one is, is pickled with uh, beet, a beet juice brine. Now, you just put these on pickling today. No, I pickled them the other day. So they might be ready to eat. Yeah, you can eat them. Go you ahead. You might have to taste yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Steve, we, we got a phone call here. Hang on. Let's see uh, if it's for you. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hi, it's Hello. Me here. Hello there. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Who's this? Tina. Tina. Hey, what's up, Tina? Hey, t- you know Steven. Yeah, I wanted to call in and say hi, and I wanted to thank him for calling the show. I know I bugged him a lot about it. <laughs> He's very gracious hey. to come on the show. Yes, no, I want to thank Tina for hooking yeah. us up. That was great. You know, Steve's thank a great you. guy. Yeah. Well, thank you, you Stephen. And uh, my sons want me to let you know that you're their favorite contestant as well as mine. Right on. Thank you. Keep Yeah, <laughs> stay in touch with, uh, you know, through the uh, – whatever, through the website or through the, uh, you know, social media of some sort so we can possibly hook up in the future, you know, do some cooking or something like that whenever I come out Absolutely. in your area. I'd Absolutely. Lo- I love come to New York. You. We'd all love you here. Man, yes, that sounds like so. a dream. I'm going to bring my girlfriend. I'm coming into New York. Forget it. We're coming. Nice. Nice. 
You know, you don't really want to live here. It's a nice place to visit, but once you live here, you just get caught up in the in the fucking yeah. craziness. Excuse, excuse the French, but yeah. it's uh, yeah. I'm done now, uh, Steve. I wanted to mention you said you were over in you went to San Diego and stuff. There's a uh, the reality rally is is start it's in April over in Temecula, California, over by all the avocado farms, and it's all people yeah, from I different. Yeah, there's cooking shows. Last year we had, um, I think, 18 chefs there. It was we had Master Chef Junior, we had Darian Lee and um, and Troy Glass. We had uh, we have Hell's Kitchen guys, Chopped, Cutthroat Kitchen, Top Chef, and it, it's a fun time. But then there's really? a big brother, yeah, and Survivor, it's Naked and Afraid, and it really is growing pretty big. Yeah. Every year. So yeah, I'll, I'll forward you the information if you want to check it out because it yeah, raises no, it. yeah. Yeah, Reality Rally. I've seen that on my feed sometimes. I, I wasn't quite sure what it was, but I'll, I'll take a look at it. And It's in Temecula. I'll be there without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, it's been the like, last uh, two years, and it's great. Like, say we have a chef competition. I usually MC it and cook in it, and it's just a oh, good I'm time. Cooking, I'm it, doing the competition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome, awesome. Competition. If there's nice. a competition there, I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's, it's so yeah. much fun. We're right on the city hall steps, and... You know, and it raises money for Michelle's place, which is the cancer resource, breast cancer resource center over in Temecula, and uh, it's just huge. The woman um, Jillian that runs it was on like Survivor Six. She was an older, she was the older nurse woman from England, and you know, it's right. just packed with naked and afraid guys and, and Big Brother and yeah. Survivor, and it's a good time. I'll forward you all the information. Nice. Because, uh, yeah, you know, they'd, they'd love to have uh, some more California people over there, especially MasterChef. We love those guys, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it's, I'm telling you, that, that's the thing. I did a couple of shows, and I just started doing all these things. And certain ones, you're like, ah, I won't do that anymore. But this reality rally is a great time. Yeah, it's got a great It's a great networking people. thing. Great, Clem's yeah. coming next year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. Very good time. Yeah. But, uh, Sweet. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to check out, I have on Facebook, I got a lot of people chiming in. We got uh, Danielle O'Neill says broccoli, onions, carrots, squash, and kale. And, and kale, uh, that's kale, I forgot. That's that's the new superfood, kale. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, Marianne Pandula says uh, sweet potatoes, asparagus, broccoli, celery, and carrots. You know. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Celery root. Oh, yeah. Celery root is the bomb. That makes like a celery mash. Like I I, I make this, uh, oh, I love these, uh, like, pan-seared scallops on a celery mash with that celery root. Yeah, that stuff's great, man. And that stuff's really good for you, and it tastes fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So and now now we also at the time of the show that we do a food fight. But since Clem and a lot of the people in our chat room and people that listen to us run Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef, we're doing a little. Uh, what do you? What Gordon Ramsay show do you like better, Master Chef or Hell's Kitchen? So we're gonna What's check that? that out. Now. It's time for Big and Beefy's food fight.
I, I, I feel bad. I mean, I do love both shows, and I feel bad because Clem's sitting right next to me, and he's a Hell's Kitchen Blackjack alum. Uh, Blackjack alum. Blackjack alum. But I, I, I've really been in the last – ever since Luca, I've been really enjoying MasterChef, and I really think it's because they get a better price. <laughs> Well, they get a better prize than you guys get yelled at. I got to say this, and I, I said it to every Master Chef guy that we've had on. The Hell's Kitchen guys, we get yelled at. We got to go to work for 250 grand. The Master Chef guys get the nice board, and they get a $200,000 prize. That's what we just picture right now. I know. Uh, so, and we know Steven likes. Uh, and we funny Master Steven Chef. said Hell's Kitchen, and I said Master Chef. I want to do it. No, I want to do Hell's Kitchen. I I I I do. I want to do Hell's Kitchen. I want to. Yeah, well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's what they should do. I would they love should to do, do Master Chef, but they won't let me. They should do all the Master Chef people doing do Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen and all the Hell's Kitchen people doing yeah. Master Chef. Well, how about the yeah, well, 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 runners go to Hell's Kitchen? You... What was that? Ooh, that's not a What's bad that? idea. Well, all the Master Chef yeah, winners, winners go to Hell's Kitchen. Ooh. No, all the third place people. Place, my man Stevie can get there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Stevie should have won, so. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you definitely, you definitely yeah. won the hearts of America, though, let me tell you, because, like I said, and a, a good friend of mine uh, got second in Hell's Kitchen on the first season. He came in second on Top Chef. He said, dude, I make my living off of second and third place. He goes, if I want it, nice. a lot of times I'm trapped as the winner and no one else wants me, but I'm second, third, yeah. and I, I can do more being the second and third than if I, I was the winner. I love this answer on Facebook by Jennifer Bryan. It says, depends on my mood. If I'm in a pissy mood, Hell's Kitchen... If I'm in a chill, chill mood, Master Chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, we got Megan Heron, a big fan of the show, says Master Chef. We got Paul Lefkovich, says both. A lot of people say both. Jen Balduzzi says Master Chef. Maureen Gibbons Varela says Master Chef. Tina Lewis, oh, you can't choose. Samantha Siegel, Master Chef. Um, Master Chef Kevin Rogers. Oh my God! All right, so now I'm gonna catch you up because we got Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen, Master Chef Junior, Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen, both Hell's Kitchen. We got. I think yeah. you know what? I think this one's gonna break out in a tie. Yeah. You know, we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, if you're gonna force me to choose, I'm gonna choose Master Chef. Only yeah. because I like watching the amateurs. Right. Elevate to another level. Yeah, so you, say, you don't like the house kitchen guys? Is that what you're trying to say? Now you know I love all of you. I have too many friends <laughs> in that house. See, I'm I didn't only, want to choose. I'm only breaking your chops, Tina. You know we love you. Yeah. And if I had to choose, I would pick Hell's Kitchen. All right. Yeah, all right. We got Philomena, Hell's Kitchen. And we got uh, Lydia, my friend Lydia O'Gary, whose husband is was the lead singer of Journey for about nine years. Okay. After uh, Steve Perry left, and, and she says she loves both. Yeah, we got a lot so, of both on this one. Yeah. This is pretty much even on this one, although I can't choose, can't choose. Right, right. well, I mean, it's down the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's really just good that people like both, you know? Yeah. I got someone here uh says on on uh, Instagram, we got Tough Call. Any show at Ramsey is a good show from Reality Rally Kim. 
Master Chef for the competition, Kitchen Nightmares for the entertainment. So they're not even they're even throwing Kitchen Nightmares. There. Look at this one, great show. Love Master Chef. Love me some Steven. Look at that. Yeah. All right. And yeah. uh, and what's her name? Bobby Marshall, a health Love kitchen alum, Steven. I like says that. the F word. The yeah, F word. Like oh, the F word. That was a good show. Yeah, yeah, it was. Back in the day, no, that was a good show. Back in the day when it when he Absolutely. was doing, when Gordon was just started out. Oh man, like I I watched that. I well, okay, before on my journey, you know, when I was working up into you know hopefully getting on Master Chef. I, I uh, what I did, I researched uh, all of Gordon's uh, restaurants, his shows. You know, I watched The F Word. Of course, I watched Master Chef. Uh, right. I, I watched all of his cooking demonstrations. You know, I, I researched um, Graham Elliott. You know, his signature dishes, and then I researched uh, Joe. You know, Bastianich and right. all his restaurants. I because I thought that Joe was gonna be the third judge. Christina, that was a surprise to me, so I didn't, I didn't have no idea she was gonna be on there. So yeah, you know, I, I like Joe, man. I miss Joe. Room. Yeah, I miss yeah, Joe. He's, you know, he's like was, traveling was, the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, Christina's very cool. Though. Though. That was a great replacement. Right. No, she was nice. Was good. Absolutely. You know, she has a nicer ass. You know. Right. Yeah, I would rather look at her than Joe. Yeah, for sure. Right. Less hairy. She got a less hairy one, but uh. Yeah. But uh, so out of all the judges, like who do you think treated you the most fair? I mean, Graham Elliott looks cool, but I liked him so much more when he was heavier. Yeah, me too. Uh, I can't, yeah. I can't help uh, it. I mean, yeah. now, now it's like he lost weight, and now he became a little pompous. And I, I'm not bad mouthing him. I'm just saying, like, a lot yeah. happens a lot. You know, everyone's jolly when they're heavy, and then when they lose weight, yeah, I'm can't always be funny a happy, anymore. I'm a happy fat guy all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Well, uh, yeah, you know, I just got along. Uh, I I could see I I was Gordon, you know. I I just like people who like uh, will uh, try and unnerve me, you know, try and get in my face and and challenge me. I like people to challenge me sometimes, you know. It just makes me a little bit better. You know? Am I crazy, or did Gordon offer you some kind of deal or something after the show or something? Did he say yeah, something? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, a food truck. He said that on on, on, uh, on television, yeah. So uh, I, you know, submitted my business plan a few weeks ago. So you know, we'll see where that turns out, but it's looking promising for sure. Oh, nice. You know, it'd be fantastic if if on your food truck on the roof there was a garden. Yeah. I know, but you know, but impossible to do, you know. But right, right. But yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. But yeah, I know. Well, you could have a little herb but, garden up there. You can grow some rosemary and thyme well, and basil. Kind of nail it yeah, down. Yeah, I Yeah, I don't know how that would be taken on the freeway. You know, I think uh, I think there's rules and regulations about you know stuff like that. But I don't know. I'll give it a try. You know, right. Sure. Even if, even if it's for shelf. <laughs> Sir, are you yeah, aware yeah. that you're throwing herb on the top of your roof? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Hey, you got a license for that up there, buddy? <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. Here's, my, here's my doctor. Here's my doctor's prescription right here. <laughs> well, we do. We have a um, one of our guests from the beginning. Like they they keep coming on. It's it's our man James Wire from. Uh, he's got a YouTube show, The Meathead Munchies. 
he's out in California, and they just got their license nice. for the edibles, and they have a food truck that oh. sells edibles up in California. Nice. Uh, it's pretty wild. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna kill it. They are gonna absolutely in yeah. California. Dang, man. So uh, so what's your plan uh, from now? Now, like besides the food truck, do you have any other goals that you want to hit that you're looking? You know, like that you're gonna tell your son you're gonna do it, he won't believe you until you do it. You have any more uh, bets going? Oh no, yeah, any more bets? Well, right now I'm gonna. Uh, I just want to try and uh, – I, I don't know if this sounds um, selfish or whatever. And it, it, I, I'm not doing it for my own benefit, really. I'm just doing it for the benefit of all the people in my life. But I just want to try and, um, you know, cash in on this wave a little bit, uh, put some put some money in the bank, uh, you know, and save some cash for my son so he can, I don't know, get him a car, you know, send him to college, at least give him some choices, I suppose. Right, you know? right. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, – I've been living, like, you know, I was a farmer for a long time up in the Northwest. You know, I lived that whole punk rock lifestyle. You know, I've been living, like, I don't know, like a lot of other people, uh, paycheck to paycheck, that sort of thing, you know? Right. So I just want, I kind of want to just, like, uh, you know, get something going. I got this, uh, I got a real good chance. I got this restaurant that's having me come in, do some consulting work for them. They're going to, they're going to pay me real good. I'll do some stuff for, like that. I got some other people talking to me about another uh, restaurant, and yeah. I, doing some work with the doing some work with the casino, getting paid doing that. And then I would yeah. like to, uh, as soon as I can get my bucks back up, I want to do I want to go do a rematch because I want to go beat Derek, and uh, <laughs> of course, of, of course, Claudia and stuff. And then I want to challenge all the other master chefs before me. Whoever whoever will take the challenge, I will challenge. That's great. What a little hell kitchen uh, versus MasterChef challenge here, pal. I think that would be awesome, man. I swear, I'll challenge anybody to a cook-off. Anywhere, blind. You know, blind taste testing. You know, a real, like, a a good challenge. We we got to talk about that. I've been trying to do something like that for a long time with the HK guys and the MasterChef guys, and I've always had that Let's in the back it. of my I'll, head. I'll do it. I'll, I'll I, go kick some HK butt. Listen, when you work for Ramsey on the Hell's Kitchen side of things, then you can come talk to me, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. But, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go fill out my application for Hell's Kitchen right now. As soon as I get off the phone, I'm going inside. I'm filling out the application. We got to, you know what, Steve, though, on the real, we should actually maybe talk later on down the line. Let's get something going. We'll do a little HK versus Master Chef. Maybe we'll do a little, uh, you know, a little charity event. We'll put something together and we can all uh, just kick some ass. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah, Rob, let's do it. Well, Rob's an official house kitchen guy anyway. I love it. All right, let's do it. It sounds it's fun. It yeah. really is. It's like, yeah, yeah I would, they, they should have like a cooking league, like softball league. Like every Sunday, everyone gets together yeah. and has throwdowns. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I know, yeah. like a traveling cooking league. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah, that would be great. And, and if you make and, an and, and win, wrestling, like yeah. you just go in, you bang out a dish and leave. Yeah, exactly. You win, you, you do whatever. But uh, that that's so awesome, man. 
You know, well, you're what, what else you got going on? You got anything going on in the future now? You got any bigger events? I mean, you, you're looking to do more TV. Where, where, what's your next move now? Yeah, he's doing. He's got casino stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, he's I got, got the, the yeah, I got the restaurant. I got the casino. Yeah. I got the food Why truck. I got the. Uh, trying to get him to plug it again. Yeah. But yeah. uh, now, how about your gardening? Is I that taking off? Like, are people begging you to build them gardens now? And well, yeah, there's. You, I, you can get more money for it yeah. now. Yeah, it's really hard. It's hard to keep up with my garden. It's I, I it's hard. I can't even keep up with my garden in the back of my house right now. I mean, it's. Oh yeah. I've been doing cooking, you know. So, I mean, this is the time of the year. Like right now is when I would go out into the and just clear everything up and and replant for the for the my winter crop uh because uh it just now cooled down like it was 115 degrees you know a couple weeks ago it just now cooled down so i could start start clearing up and start planting right now as soon as i get a chance i probably will There's a guy who owns the, the local 115 yeah a couple weeks ago it just cooled down probably wow. i'm it's probably in the 90s at the peak of the day now but it's it's definitely wow. cooling down you know so, there's a guy who owns a local paper. He wants me to build a garden for him. So, I, I think I'm going to do that one. And then uh, pretty much just concentrate on my cooking for uh, to pay my rent. Yeah, you, you, know? you get to pick and choose now. You can pick pick the people with the yeah. biggest wallets to build the uh, to build the gardens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean. And then you know I, they'll take I care of it because they'll pay people to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's good, man. You got like like I said, you got a lot of doors open for you. Just and that's that's how TV works nowadays. And you know, at least it was on a good show, not like um, like Bachelorette or something okay, like yeah, that, where you were yeah. sitting there just. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just playing. I was just playing. I, I, I was catching this in there. We're gonna have, just, we're gonna have to now. I have to call you out and challenge you to a little. I know. I know. Hey, man, to share about live on the yeah, end. Show you. That was show you what it's really all about. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'll send you back home to the master <laughs> chef kitchen, Brian. Pal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> now, have you have you ever met Luca from Master Chef? Uh, just on the uh, just when I saw him on the show. He was uh, on right. one of the episodes. Yeah, he is, I, I, he's I, I a just great saw him. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke is yeah. good people. Man. Oh, he's good. been at that show quite a few times. Good. He's so regular, yeah. and the funniest thing is when he makes fun of you in American, but with the Italian accent, where yeah. it doesn't all yeah, it just <laughs> makes sense. I love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. It's so great. Yeah, we do. We judge right. a couple of events out in like Long Island and, and Manhattan and stuff, and. Uh, we get together every once in a while. He's such a great dude, man. He's been on the show a bunch of times, and just another salt of the earth guy. All he want, all he wanted to do was live in Brooklyn and ride his Vespa around. Yeah. And now he's living in Texas. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's living in Texas. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. And he, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta start. You know, you reach out to all these other. Um, you know, like there's there's a show Frankie Cooks. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's on like PBS or, or something like that. It's a pretty cool show. But he has all like the Master Chef people on and stuff. And you know, you go there. Frankie you cook, guy. Frankie Cooks. He's on Channel 21 here. It's like long, but it's one of okay. those uh, syndicated shows. 
But yeah, Star, I saw you got some YouTube videos and stuff. Just keep doing yeah. that. Up, have fun with it. And you know, the more yeah. people, you start, you'll start getting fans of people that didn't even see on the show. You know, you'll oh, be right, hearing it right. once in a while. You know, people yeah. will like reach out to you and. And it's such a great outlet to be on, on, on a show like Master Chef. And, Absolutely. You know, I've done Cutthroat Kitchen yeah. a couple of times, Chopped, and did some stuff with Guy Fieri. And it's it's just great because you meet these guys, and they really are regular dudes that will, yeah, that will cook. So they all have right a little school list. It's great. Nice. As well yeah. as Gordon Ramsay. Nice. I read his, uh, his autobiography, and I, I read it from – I hate reading, but I read it from – front to back in like a day and a half. Yes, it's great. Yeah. Real yeah, interesting. Yeah, me too. You know? And now yeah, his daughter's yeah. got a show. Oh, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I know. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's a great platform, you know? All right. That's yeah, and I'm so glad you were oh. on and, and you came in there. Thank I was you. pushing for you to, to hit first, but... You know, unfortunately, yeah. in the TV world, things go the way you don't think it because of certain things. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it well, happened to me a couple of times. She likes Gordon Ramsay's jeans. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although you well, I Steven, said though. I liked his jeans, too. It yeah, I, I tell you what, Steven should have won because he fit into Gordon Ramsay's suit jacket. But then Gordon right. almost killed him with the cologne. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> he yeah. he goes, trying to on it. He's, like, smelling it. And then you go, what? He goes, you wear cologne, Gordon? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm allergic to that stuff. And he, but the jacket there was like Cinderella's shoe. It fit him He perfect. smells, I got to say this, he smells fantastic, Gordon. Yeah? I, I forgot. He actually, they actually told us what kind of cologne it was. And <laughs> the guy smells fantastic. Yeah. But Steven's allergic to cologne, and, and Gordon had him trying to shack it. Like women her. talked about, like all the men on the guy's side of Alice's kitchen when they were like, I wonder what kind of cologne. What is he wearing? I wonder what he's wearing. We're all like a bunch of little girls talking about his cologne. <laughs> the guy fantastic. I will say that. Let me tell you something. When, when I worked in that, I worked for four years in in a restaurant that uh, I trained adults with uh, special needs in the restaurant and got them jobs out in, in the community and stuff. And there was this one nice. kid. With Down syndrome, every day he walked in, he smelled so fantastic. I'd be like, "Yo, dude, what's up?" And I give him that hug just so I can smell yeah. him. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but this kid smells yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't go around smelling guys, but if uh, you know, so when I know, yeah, you play, I'm like, wow, you know, for Breeze, they call for you, though. <laughs> 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 Mine would be bacon oh. fat. Oh, they're bacon. Uh, yeah. Smoky pork product. SA toilet for you. Oh, great. Stephen, I promised my boys I would ask you a question because they had one question for you. Oh, there you go, right. Stephen. They want to know what was the hardest thing you had to learn to cook or the most sophisticated thing you had to learn to cook. Was it that? Right. Huh? The cheese souffle that you had to make on the last. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I hate no, making I souffle. Mean, I hate them. I don't have the patience. Fuck, I don't know. You know, I thought like, maybe it was the cake. Yeah, the cake was the the baking was always my. Uh, you know, I don't know the baking like off the back of my hand. You know, 
So the the baking the baking challenges were always probably the toughest for me. But I, I think uh, it goes uh, to take it to a little bit of a deeper level. It's um, you know the ingredients the 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 product is one thing, but it also has to do with the environment. You know, and I think the toughest challenge for me, although I executed it fairly well, was that cowboy challenge because I was like I was like on top of those barbecues for such a long time and we're you know it's just like oh, it was huh. a grueling challenge it was it was it was like physically it was physically hard emotionally hard and it you know it just like fried my brain you know and then i and then i lost and then i was just like oh man this really sucks you know that was like that was like the hardest thing that i cooked i think because i tried so hard and uh and i lost and it was so just like physically draining but right. that was the challenge. But then, but then, as far as um, a particular dish, I would say that it would have to be, you know, anything that involves desserts. Because I hate not baking. that I can't I do desserts, so but much. I know. But you got to do it in an hour. You know, right? That means you can't screw it up at all. And it's like, you know, you got to like make your pastry. Uh, crust in like 13 minutes, you know. Period. Yeah. And if it takes 15 minutes to do it, you're you're going home. It's uh, yeah. And then you got to go make your pastry cream in like. And if you don't have that in the chiller within like the first 20 minutes, you're going home again. You know, it's just like, oh my god, it's just like one thing after the other with those desserts, you know. But yeah, or, <laughs> I fucking. Well, I so tell you what, what I'm doing now. Uh, I hate baking, All though. I it's too much of a science. I know, yeah, it's hard, especially that time. It's perfect, but, yeah, it's too much, yeah. like, recipes. I I don't know, like, cookbooks, people give them to me. I don't think I've ever used a recipe in it, except when I was a kid. I had the Betty Crocker one and, you know, right. like a Julia Child one. But now it's like I'll read a recipe, go, oh, that's a good idea, and then make it my own. But when it comes to baking, yeah. you can tell the pages. There's thumbprints on it. They're stuck together with dough and yeah. all because I hate yeah. I hate it. It never comes out the way I want it. And right. it, it's just frustrating. That's why I, I give well, uh, pastry chefs. Yeah. Like, I give pastry chefs all the props in the world. Like, you can have that job. Yeah. I don't want it because sure. it's too much, like. You know, the AC breaks down, or, you, you know, you, you can't do the fondant thing. you got to stand in and walk in, but walk out every once in a while. It's like, it's crazy. I, I just <laughs> into it. I know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, and the know. other I thing, had, with had, baking stuff in an hour. I'm making a cake right now. I got I, I bake this cake, and I got to send it to Florida because it's this lady's birthday. She's turning 50, and uh, she got a hold of me, like, a couple months ago or something. And she asked me to bake this cake, and I was like, all right, I'll I'll make a cake for you. I don't know. Okay. I mean, and so now her birthday is, like, on Friday, and uh, I had to make this. I made this cake, of course. I, I want to make it, right? I want to do my best. I want to make her happy. She's on a fixed income, you know, and this sort of thing. And right. she just seems like a really nice lady. So, so I made the cake. But, you know, the great thing is, is that uh, I'm going to send it to Florida. So she's not going to know how screwed up I made it. Because by the time exactly. we're in Florida yeah. and all is going through the UPS system, I'm going to take a picture of a really beautiful cake. Yeah, download one off Google. Like a, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, on Twitter and send it to her. And then, I'll get, okay, it's going in the mail. 
and then, you know, she's going to get it, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not my fault. Tell her it's a crumb cake. It's a crumb cake. Is this supposed to? It was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be an upside down cake, but it was upside down on the side, <laughs> on the top, and right. <laughs> I know. Nice. Uh, hey. Yeah, but like that, that baking in in an hour and stuff. One of the greatest things that Chopped did on Food Network was finally they got all the judges to do the competition, and they found out how hard it was and who screwed up and who couldn't do this, oh, and yeah. what was wrong, what didn't have enough acid. That's what I love. When the judges constantly, like I understand, yeah. I judge a lot of stuff, and I'll be like, ah, yeah. oh, you know, I could have used a little list because that's what you're there for. But yeah. right. when you start telling people like, oh, you should have done this and under the hour and stuff, if you didn't know yeah. how to do it, you shouldn't be judging it. So, like, you should have, no. like, Ram- I'd have to see Ramsey yeah. make a pie crust in, in an hour. <laughs> like, whatever, you know, while, while things are getting hidden and hidden in the pantry and all this. And yeah. I think a lot of the viewers don't understand either. I've always had people come up to me, oh, you guys couldn't make scallops. So you... I'm like, dude, you didn't see the 37 orders I just put out that were perfect. You saw the one order that yeah. you saw me mess up. Because I had three seconds left, a half a frying pan, and a pair of tweezers yeah. to flip the scallop with. Yeah, and I was like, don't see or realize any of that. You know, and yeah. it, know. it is what it is, but I mean, I don't know. Right. Well, let's pick up the phone for uh, Raven. Hey, Raven, what's up, man? You're chewing the fat with us here. And Stephen Lee, the Master Chef. What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going good, pal. Going good. Sorry to pick up earlier. My head's let's, shake, let's shake it out in Virginia, pal. Yeah, well, you know, it's Virginia. The, the, the weather's kind of changing. It's still hot, humid, and rainy, but, you know, could be worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've still been mobile, so I have not set up the studio. There, there are things occurring this week that uh, the studio is staying broken down for a while. Oh, all right, all right. So, That's yeah, we got we got our man Stephen Lee here from Master Chef out in California enjoying this hundred degree weather and uh Yeah, and Ravens over there in hot, humid weather and starting to get cold over here in New yeah, York. We're 58 which degrees right now. Yeah. We're at fifty eight degrees. Yeah. Fifty eight. Oof, yeah. I mean it's I'm still sweating and everything, but you know. I enjoy the hoodie and a pair of shorts weather. Now I gotta bring up I wanna bring up a quick little news story that I forgot to mention before and I wanna get everybody's opinion on this and mm-hmm. because maybe it's just me. But apparently Domino's has opened up in Italy. Oops. Now to me I'm a little insulted yeah. by that for a couple of different reasons. One because I'm Italian. Two because how do you put that shit pizza in the birthplace of pizza? Yeah. But apparently Domino's has opened up in Italy and they're making a run at it. Yeah, but it's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> but Italian is huh. Okay, so they, they put uh, Domino's in Italy with Italians working at it. How bad can they really screw it up? Domino's is pretty bad. Yeah. No, I mean, the Domino's over here is bad. But over there, I, I actually, you know, somebody's going to be like, ah, no, we're not using theirs. And they're going to do their own thing. Give me a couple of shots of vodka and a good eight-pack of beer, and I'm a huge fan of the bacon pineapple Domino's pizza with hot sauce on it. Fantastic. But it's just not real pizza. <laughs> nah, I can't it's stand Domino's. Hey, guys, 
Yeah. Hey, talking about pizza is making me hungry. I got to go cook something for my girlfriend so I get a chance yeah, to get yeah, yeah. tonight, all right? All right. All right. So, so before you go, so, just plug all your websites and everything and your Facebook and your Twitter and all that and uh, have all these people uh, keep keep an eye on you. Yeah, well, uh, if you want to know what's going on with uh, me and hopefully if I you know, come out and cook for you or something, just go to stephenleecooks.com. And then you go to that website, and it's got all my feeds right there, my Twitter feed, my Facebook feed, my Instagram, uh, Vimeo, and YouTube. It's all right there. So it's like it's my home on the Internet at StephenLeeCooks.com. And uh, hopefully we can all get together. I'll come out to New York City. You know, definitely, man. Yeah, cooking. reach out to us, and uh, yeah, don't be a yeah. stranger. If you got to push something, call the I show. Will. Reach out to us, and uh, what's your that. Twitter uh, handle? Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is uh, probably. Um, let me see if my girlfriend's here. Hey, is babe. Like, uh, hey, what? Hey, what's my Twitter handle? Sweet P. Lee, yeah, or something. Man, yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, my girl. sweet P. Lee. <laughs> Sweet P. Lee. 23. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet P. Lee 23. Yeah, I know. It's a good nickname. If it wasn't for my girlfriend, you'd, you'd, never, you'd never know me. I mean, because she, she really set me straight. So everything that I have right now, I have because of her. That's for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Every, every good yeah. man needs yeah. a strong woman behind him. Absolutely. Now, Stephen, I'm just going to say one last thing for you before you go. Anytime you want to get your ass kicked by us house kitchen, guys, you come find me and we'll throw down anytime, pal. Ouch. <laughs> hey, 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 okay. On my on my Stephen Lee Cook's uh, webpage, there's a contact. Give me all your contact info because I'm going to need your address for that one. Oh, okay. All right, All right. cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll be willing. I'll be willing right. to tag one of you Master Chef guys down a little bit. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. I'm gonna. I'm making my plane my reservation anyway. right yeah. now. I can't wait. Right. Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm getting fired up. All right. All right, All right Steve. Hey, go come for your girlfriend. Right? Thank you so much for chewing the fat with us today. And uh, you're the man, man. I really appreciate you. I'm glad you're uh, now a new friend of our show. And uh, I'm going to keep in contact with you, buddy, because uh, you're a good guy, man. Right on. Peace out, man. Peace All right. Out. Peace out, brother. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Ah, that was good. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, very good guy. See, that's the thing with a lot of these shows, man. If you haven't noticed it, and you said it before, you got all the HK guys and the Master Chef guys, and it's just really are the salt of the earth. Yes. Yeah, they are. Well, oh, you know what it is. Yeah. We're all from the same, the same cut of of uh, bacon, as you would say. You know, it's all to be in a kitchen <laughs> and to do that and to want to do TV because there's great chefs out there with no personality whatsoever. But they want to stay in the kitchen, and that's fine. But the ones that want to be on TV and do all this stuff, we're all out of our minds. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just some, it's good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad he called up, man. I hope everyone was happy with our interview with uh, with Steve Arino. But uh, yeah, I think in a, in a few minutes we'll, we'll we'll finish talking about. I want to get back to that Italy thing before we take our break. All right. Now, yeah. uh, 
our, what do you call that? Help me out here, Rob, our... Uh, radio Drops. Radio Drops, there yeah. you go, thank you. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't understand how Domino's can bring pizza into Italy. I just, I, I'm not pressed onto that concept, man. And I really am a little pissed off about that. Well, it's not really Domino's. It's somebody that wanted to open up a Domino's in Italy, went to them, and they were like, hell yeah. Well... You know, it's a franchise. Probably some goomba guy that needs to wash his money. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. But I tell you what, you go over to Rome, if it wasn't for the ruins, you would just think it was uh, Times Square. Yeah. It's just, and there's lines outside the McDonald's, there's lines outside the Hard Rock. Yeah. That, and then your little mom and pop places have four tables with no one in them. Because tourism and, and garbage food wins all the time, man. It's, I know. Just it sucks. But uh, all right, we'll yeah, be back. That, that makes no sense to me because you know what? When I go on vacation, I want from where I'm going. I, I don't want to go somewhere that I've never been to eat stuff I've already eaten. You know, if I'm going to go exactly. out to eat in Italy, I'm going to go to a little place with four tables. If it is empty, first off, there ain't nobody there. Good. But right. Why yeah, I want to. I want to go to the old lady's house. And like eat with a fam. I was living in '78. I, I was living in Germany in 1978 when they opened the first McDonald's in Europe, in Germany, in Düsseldorf. And I can understand how there was a line outside the door. Nobody had ever had McDonald's. Right. It was horrible. I mean, first off, everything was slathered in mayonnaise. But yeah, we we went once and never went back. Yeah, but now it's like people go on vacation. Oh yeah, there's McDonald's. We know that'll be good, except when they did the black burger in Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, we ate the black burger last week because they have it now, the Halloween burger, but it's the same one. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to tell everybody a recap of the Halloween burger. That when I went to the bathroom, it was green. Okay. Like, you know, when you drink yeah, grape yeah, drink and then you have actually, shit and green forever? Actually, why would I have thought it would have been black? Yeah, there, there was a review today of, of uh, a warning, if you will, uh, about the green effects after eating the black burger. Yeah, which, which is fine. I kind of knew it was going to happen because they claim that it's black because they flavor it with A1 sauce. That's a hoax because A1 sauce... You would have to, to die. You would have to burn it to, to turn die. it black. First of all, if they squirt a one on the burger, and that's like a, a, a black dye or a purple dye, whatever that makes you, makes you go green. So, and I wasn't sure if it was that or the booberry that I ate. I ate a whole box of uh, booberry. No, there, there was an article I saw on on uh, the newsfeed today talking about the black burgers turning everyone. They had over a hundred people uh, post on it going, "Yeah, mine turned green too." So it's awesome. Just, yeah. I love it. It gives me something to do. You know, you look at it, and it's like, it's hey. a real trick-or-treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in one way, comes out another, and it's still bad for you, but it tastes good. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. We're going to do some radio drops. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ralph Pagano. Uh, you know, number one, you know, of all the media that I've ever done, whether it be uh, Regis and Kelly, Good Morning America, uh, radio, TV, I have never been as privileged as to be on the Big and Beefy Show. This is Tommy Cash from the Kettle Black and Bay Ridge, Hope Rock Tacos, and the Lockyard Beer Garden. 
You're listening to my boys, Big and Beefy. What's up, everybody? This is John Sir from White Cloud Catering and soon-to-be Fired Up Chefs. You're here with Big and Beefy. Hey, this is family chef Vince Leone, and you're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is uh, Chef Noel, Corner in India. You're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Here's Klaus Konstner, Chef at Grillstone Scotch Plain. You're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. You will be back. This is Steve Sharper. I'm chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hello, everybody. This is Vinny Acardi from Hell's Kitchen in Room 55. Chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, this is Jeff Jessica Vogel, and I just got sandwiched by Big and Beefy. You're listening to Chewing the Fat. This is Chef Barrett, Season 11, Hell's Kitchen. I'm chewing the fat. You're chewing the fat. We're all chewing the fat with Big and Beefy right here. Chef Eddie Canlon loves chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey guys, this is Chrissy Melissi from Chrissy's Teeth. You guys are listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is the Pope of the Rice, Los Joe Poperoni. Listen to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is Chef Lou from the Chef's Table, and if you know where it's at, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. This is Chef Sean Quinn's Shop Champion. And you're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Now go to ChefSeanQuinn.com and buy some bacon jam, would you? And we're back. Yeah. So a little radio dropped, a little, little Steve Lee. That's what we forgot to do, was to get Steve to do a radio drop first. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get him to do something. But, uh, yeah, so... Did I have more news? No, I didn't. I, I think I used it all up. But uh, let me just talk quick about um, the uh, pickle day, and it was called. It was kind of a big deal. Was the name? Of, was their theme or whatever? And it was pretty wild because it was like eighteen pickle vendors. They had a dunk tank with a guy dressed as a pickle. They had. So in other words, you can go there and dunk your pickle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, a pickle on a stick. They had, uh, you know, a lot of people giving away free samples. And there was a couple of regular food trucks there. And there was some barbecue joints and some beer and everything. So, of course, Mary and myself go down there around 1230. We walked around, saw backyard Brian Randy and his wife and and the whole crew. We were bullshitting with him for a little while, but he was mobbed. So we went off the, you know, the beaten path, found a couple of bars. We went and drank all day, went and ate, came back to the pickle thing, and uh, texted a couple of friends of ours, said, why don't you meet us in Chinatown for dinner? And they're like, the guy's like, I can't, my band's playing tonight in the city. So they're like, well, we'll, we'll meet you. And it, we were eating in a place, and he was playing right next door to it. It was playing <coughs> pianos in the Lower East Side. Yeah. And it was fucking, it was great. So we wound up drinking there with the guy and hanging out with him and his wife, all the oldest friends. And they actually gave us a ride home around like one o'clock in the morning. We were out for like 12 hours cocktailing in the city like we were a bunch of 20-year-olds. But good stuff. And after his band, this band, The Fabulous, were playing. And it was all transvestites. 
and they did like this whole pretty cool show. I mean, it was pretty wild. So I love the city every once in a while. You know, you get you, you go out there, you're amongst all the uh, people that never grew up here. They all moved here so they can be their own weird selves, and I love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, there's nothing like going to all these events now. I love the pickle day, the taco festival, the this, the that. It's just fun. Like, there's 15 years ago, you'd never, if you had a pickle fest, there wouldn't be a soul around. But yeah. now with all these blogs and, and foodies and everything else, it was mobbed for pickles. Yes. For fucking pickle. And one of these places were genius. They made their own pickles. But the $2 pickle on a stick was like uh, commercial pickles in the five-gallon buckets from some company that I used to buy pickles from. And they were just slapping them on a skewer and charging two bucks. And then selling their regular flavored pickles. But uh, there was a million different pickle T-shirts and just good times, man. Just like going to those things. Even though, you know, I, I didn't shove my face full of pickles. I think I had one or two pickles, but... I got pickled. So. Yeah, I was in a pickle myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't very kosher. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's all. Speaking of kosher, right in the middle of this dill festival, there was um, Hasidic Jew, the Hasidic Jewish kid with a three-wheel bike with this booth on the back, and it was a selfie booth. And he was charging people to go in there to celebrate Sukkot or whatever, Sukkot, which is their, like, harvest uh, fair, their harvest uh, holiday. And people were paying this kid, like, five five bucks to stand in this thing, take a selfie, and hashtag, like, Sukkot Festival or something. Unbelievable. We're in the wrong fucking business here, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, I mean, if you want to, you know, if you're into that, you know, religion or whatever, the guy's, like, just selling his religion out just to make some money. Incredible. Meanwhile, I was loving that the Pope was there. I love this new Pope. Uh, actually, for Griffin's confirmation, Mary got me this big crucifix and a picture of the Pope on it. <laughs> love it. I love it. Love this guy. He's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to start winding down here. We got a couple of minutes left, but, um, you know, I'm tired, man. I'm still hungover from yesterday. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just trying to look for the the song that I wanted to play. I downloaded a ton, but where the hell is it? You know, it's always, always really easy to just type all that in just before the show starts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, tag, le- tag letters, tag letters. There you go. Uh. I, know. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know what kind of a mood I'm in right now. I'm trying to. I have a bunch. Let's see. Ah, yes. I'm going to play a little Pink Floyd Pigs. There you go. That'll that'll take us out there you nice. Go. It's actually the length of it is my birthday, eleven twenty one. So we can play that out and you can sit and enjoy it or not. I don't know. But uh yeah, we wanna thank definitely wanna thank Raven once again for being part of the show. I wanna thank Tina so much for actually hooking us up with Stephen Lee. 
You did a great job. Thanks for starting the chat room also. I want to thank Philomena hanging in there once again. I want to thank Clint for being my friend. Thank you, Rob. And for the pizza. And really for the Joe and Pat's pizza. Yes. And, uh, you know, all the rest of the people that called in, we, we love you all. Thanks a lot. And... Remember, yeah, keep, keep chewing the fat, my friends. We'll see you next Monday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Monday. Ah. Next Monday. All right. Peace out, everybody. I got to go.
Uh-huh.